What's happening, friends? Hope you guys are having a great morning. It's Friday. We're going to have a big show for you today. But I did want to start because tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I know we're not on during the anniversary of 9-11, but I definitely want to take some time to stop and kind of talk about it. And later on, Daryl Worley is going to be in to perform a big song that he wrote about 9-11. So the whole show is not going to be about that. And I also know today is not the anniversary, but I feel like if we don't come on and talk about it and pay tribute and respect to it that we kind of haven't done our job. And so that's what we're going to do right now to start the show. Been, by the way, blows my mind it's been 20 years. I know, it's crazy. Because I this is one of the most vivid news type things of my life ever. And I guess there are a few of those. You know, talking to my, like my grandparents. Like my grandma would talk about JFK shooting. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this is that for us. I don't remember the Challenger exploding as just a, a massive news story. As, aside from the casualties. Like, I don't remember that. Right. But this. Morgan, how old were you whenever this happened? Because I gotta imagine you do, you don't remember it very well. That was two thousand and one, so I would have been eight years old. I I remember it significantly because I was in the library, and that's the only place that there was a TV. Like you don't have them in the classrooms, right? But you're in the library. They had these little the the stick out TVs, and we looked up as we're like working on book reports, and news was breaking, and we're all sitting in there not sure what's happening. And we got to stay in the library that day for like two hours before we got called out and like school was over. Everybody got early released. And then like so we could go home for our parents to explain to us what had happened. I mean, I was in college. So I remember sitting in the library and they're like, hey, something just happened. And so I left the computer and walked over because the library was right next to the student center. We go over and, you know, you're standing there watching. And just before you knew it, a sea of people were all just kind of staring up. And it took a long time to actually understand even after the first plane had flown into it, what had happened? Because it wasn't a terrorist attack at first. It was a plane had accidentally flown into a building. Yeah. It could have been an accident. And they thought it was like a, a smaller plane, like in a guy just maybe or a woman or someone was flying it and got disoriented and accidentally flew into the building. And they started to slowly figure it out until that, and then that second plane went in. And that was on the news. I mean, I remember like the Today Show. Live. Going, yeah, like, oh my God, a second plane just flew into the building. <sighs> And that's when, like, that that heavy blanket just kind of entered the chat, they yeah, say. The fear, really. It's like, it went from what is happening to, oh, my gosh, this is scary. A total of 2,977 people were killed on 9-11. More than 6,000 were injured. The total dead include the passengers, the pilots, the crew, the hijackers, 2,606 people in the World Trade Center and nearby areas, and the 125 people at the Pentagon. Mm. There were four planes involved in the 9-11 terror attacks. And maybe why you don't think it, the four being involved is two hit the tower, one hit the Pentagon, and one was taken down in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't given the opportunity to fly into a building, which it, what, was, it was headed for what? The White House? Where was it headed? Camp David or some? It was headed I don't somewhere. Remember, but I can't it was remember, headed somewhere, but yeah. it was headed somewhere. And so they, or. What did they do? What's the conclusion? Was it that it was taken down or the pilots took it down because they knew that they were being hijacked? There have been different stories since then. You know, did the people take it down because they took over the hijackers? I don't know. They had called for it. Mm -hmm. I know that. So in the documentary that I watched that they there's a code for it and they put out that code, which is very difficult for them to do, which meant take the plane down. Innocent people are going to die, but more people are going to die if we don't do it. Oof. But then they said, then, then they got word the plane had was down in a field. And they're like, was that? Even the people that 
called for it to happen. We're like, was that us? Because it happened so What was fast. the documentary you watched? It's on Apple TV Plus, and it's called 9-11 Inside the President's War Room. And it was especially neat to hear from President Bush, from Condoleezza Rice, Cheney, Colin Powell, like all the key people that were involved in that day. And like, like whenever George Bush, I always thought whenever he was reading to the kids and they came in and told him, I thought they were coming in to tell him about the first plane. But he knew when he arrived at the school that the first plane had hit. But again, they thought it was an accident. So it was like, well, why derail the day with these kids? Why scare them? Clearly everybody, it was an accident. It's horrible. It's sad, but we got to keep on with our day. And then when he was reading to the kids, that's when they came in and told him the second. And you can see him processing in his head. He's like, oh my gosh, we've been attacked. Like this is a terrorist attack. And, but he didn't want to freak the kids out. I know so many people like judged how he reacted in that. Like you're the president, but he's like, I didn't want to scare these children. I was watching an interview with a couple of the kids that were there. Mm. And they're and like, then, they're like, man, we don't like to be known for the kids that were, because everyone's like, oh, you're one of the kids that was with the president when that happened. And they're like, yeah, we don't like that. Uh, one of the girls is in the documentary. Really? She's in a famous picture where when President Bush walked in, she said she just, she's like, as a kid, you just think, oh, wow, this is the president. So she put her hand over her heart. <laughs> <laughs> and like, she wasn't told to do that, but she's kind of a cute kid that's famous for that picture. And they interviewed her. The, and Two, something that I was watching on the news, just of like that so many, I would recommend watching this documentary if your kids, if they're old enough, if, you know, they're 12, 13, 14, just so they have an understanding of what happened because some of the textbooks aren't really up to date. And I just saw that schools are struggling with how to like explain this day in classes and they, they cover a lot of other important moments in history. But this one is just still so current that sometimes it kind of gets lost in the mix of like, oh, 9-11 is just another day. And so many people that were deeply affected, like lost a family member or whatever, they're like, it's so important we keep this day and educate people on what happened because it was so unprecedented. Yeah, and I remember everybody wondering, well, when can we kind of do normal things again? And not that people were fighting to. It was almost like we don't really want to do normal things again, but we feel like we should slowly dip our toe back in or we're always... I mean, it was weeks of mourning, like the entire country. Hard to explain to anyone that really wasn't aware enough as like a teenager or adult to kind of understand. But, you know, a lot when my grandmother would explain what everything was like when John F. Kennedy was shot and killed, I was like, I don't understand. Like, how does a whole country get sad about something? Turns out. I figured it out later, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. I was in college. So today is not 9-11, tomorrow is. Yeah. But we want to at least start the show by acknowledging, respecting, you know, appreciating the people that go out and fight for our country, that have fought for our country before and yes. since. And they're going to be stuff on TV tomorrow, obviously. I'm going to the Arkansas game tomorrow because I'll Texas. I know they're doing a big thing there. You know, it'll be something that is remembered and that the people are appreciated, but we're just not going to be on the air to do that. So we're going to do it today. Yeah. We're also going to bring in Daryl Worley later, and he's going to sing. Um, so mostly a normal show. It's September 10th, but we're going to pay respect to September 11th as well. It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Good morning, Bobby Bones. The email says recently we visited friends for a nice takeout dinner. We picked up food on the way for the four of us. It totaled a hundred bucks, about 50, 50. As we're leaving, we discussed the total they owed and agreed on it. 
They were both tinkering with their phones, and it seemed like we'd see the money soon. We have not seen a payment yet on Venmo or PayPal or anything else. When do we remind them? How many days gone by is too many? Help! Thanks, buddy. Yours <laughs> signed wishfully waiting for 50 bucks. This is a tough thing. What I would do if you have Venmo is I'd request the money. Yeah, yeah, you can send a request. I think this is so much more common than just on Venmo, though. So if somebody owes you money like this, if it's a Venmo situation, you can hit request. I would request the money right now. Just I go know. like, hey, request for the money. That way you don't have to deal with them face to face. In real life, how would you handle this? I mean, it is sensitive, but I think it's totally okay even the next day. Like, that's the soonest you can do it is be like, hey, just a reminder, here's my Venmo. And then if if a day has already passed, then you have every right even one, two weeks after to still ask for the money. I think a text going, hey— if you tried to pay us, we didn't get it yeah. digitally, even if you know they didn't try to pay oh, okay. you. You can go, hey, if you tried to pay us for that half, we didn't get it. Now, what if you're not doing it digitally and you just expect the cash? Like, then what do you do? Yeah, you got to go to their house and do old school and be like, hey, man, I don't know if you forgot, but I need that $50. Remember for that dinner? I think you just have to do it old school. Bones, this is usually me, but I'm the one that forgets to pay. Sure. I, I'm not trying to scam anyone in this. I'm just forgetting to pay. And so I think a reminder, friendly reminder is okay. What I would do is I would, again, I would text because face-to-face is more awkward. I would text and go, hey, my wife just asked if you guys had paid your half yet. Now you're putting it on your yes. wife. Yes. Love it, Bones. I <laughs> well, do it all the time. she asked. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> or, you know what? She can text and go, hey. My husband. Yeah, he just asked if you guys had paid your half yet. I'm not sure. We're just kind of settling up on bills for the month. Putting it on the other spouse is genius. No, that's not the point oh. of it. The point of it is you can approach it like you're not sure and give them the opportunity to not feel stupid or like they're cheating. And they'd be like, oh, sorry, we haven't paid that yet. Yeah, I mean, I always appreciate the reminders. And if they do, I mean, I get it. We're talking about all the scenarios. But if you do have Venmo... Like, I love when someone requests to get paid because then I don't have to go find them. I just go click, yep. pay, boom, done. If you're texting me, I have to go find your Venmo, make sure you're the right person, blah, blah, blah. I would say digitally, you can request it. Real lifey, you send a message and go, hey, we're settling up on bills for the month. I don't think we got this payment yet. If you guys gave it to us, let us know. But we don't have it yet. So you don't go knock on their door. I don't go knock. With <laughs> no, shotgun. not old school. I don't ch- ch- sit outside, no. <laughs> I don't kneecap them. Okay. I mean. Th- that's what I would say. It's a good question. I think it's something that we have all felt at some time. Um, there you go. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Fun fact Friday. The five most fun facts of the week as curated by Amy. Let's go. Number five. So Michael B. Jordan's father was Michael A. Jordan. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I bet that was so weird for him to have to decide if he wanted to still go by Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. even with the letter in the middle. Oh, yeah. Because but of the, the basketball most famous player. athlete ever. Yes, yeah, because of the basketball player. <laughs> and baseball. Okay, don't Michael say that. Michael Jordan yes, played baseball. Minor league baseball for a Chicago White Sox <laughs> Farm team. Just saying. Okay. But that had to be a tough decision. And then Michael A. Jordan, I remember when he came out, it was weird. You're like, who's this other Michael Jordan? But, uh, you mean Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, Michael. When he came out? Yeah. yeah. Michael His, B. Jordan. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, there you go. Number four. So eagles have such good eyesight that they can see something the size of a rabbit from more than three miles away. Wow. That's impressive. That is impressive. Number three. Okay, have you ever noticed when you're watching Jeopardy that all the contestants are the same height? 
Oh, yeah, they put they box hide them, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, yes, they're on these platforms that are adjustable to make sure that once they're up there, everyone's the same height. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's pretty, pretty cool. Funny. Is it? Yeah, like keep everyone equal. Why? Hey, is but, it? Uh, but why not let people just be their height? Because like, camera angles. I mean, you imagine if there's a tall dude next to a little girl, you're like, uh, uh. I thought it was like, so when you're up there and you're under pressure, you're not like, oh, big doll guy is going to beat me. I don't know that somebody's so tall it affects the camera <laughs> angle of that show. <laughs> Honestly. That, that's interesting, though. Number two. Uh, so the band at Tiger Woods' wedding to Elon back in 2004 was Hootie and the Blowfish. So he hired Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Or just asked them as friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Darius, Darius are and Tiger are friends, but it made me think like at your wedding, like you had... People play at your wedding. It's just kind of funny that Hootie was Tiger and Elon's mm-hmm. wedding band. <laughs> Our wedding band we hired as, oh, as yes. a wedding band. True. But we had, you know, Ronnie Dunn from Brooks and Dunn, uh, Gary LaVox, Rascal Flatts lead singer, and then Dan and Shay. Which, by the way, saying it out loud is pretty baller. Yeah. Now that I'm farther removed from it and we're just kind of out of the, you know, the squeeze of planning a wedding, it's pretty cool. We've been back telling you. It. it was yeah, awesome. It was pretty cool. All right. Number one. Um, this is crazy to me, but paramedics are apparently trained not to run if they're headed towards treating patients. They are walking in a swift manner, but this keeps them calm upon arrival and helps them operate at peak effectiveness. That's interesting because if you're not, if you're running, you'd be like, ha, 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 ha. Right. When you get there, then also I'd be afraid if I fell down. I would get hurt and That's I'm supposed true. to go help somebody else who's being yeah. hurt. I know, but now I'm going to, well, next time we get a paramedic to call in, I'm going to ask them about this. And then now if I ever see anything, I'm going to notice. Like, how are they? But they're trained, apparently, to get there swiftly, but without running. I was watching these Olympic walkers. And <laughs> yes. I, I think they walk miles in six minutes. What? Amazing. They're flying, dude, but they're walking. And yes, then that's why they're an Olympic walker. But the rule is a foot has to always be down, down. I yes. think. I took power walking in college. And as my PE credit, and yeah, it's true. And it's so much, it's more difficult than you think to power walk that way. How much does a power walking class cost? That's ridiculous. What? I don't, you mean in college? <laughs> you have to pay for well, a power walking to. class. That's crazy. You ha- everybody had to take a PE. You could take bowling, tennis, power walking. The men's gold medal winning time was a six minute, 31 second mile. Wow. Dang. That's hard to run, run, a six <laughs> minute, six and a half minute. And these guys are power walking it at that speed. All right, that's fun, Amy. Thank you. Fun Fact Friday. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Casey Musgraves dropped her new album, Starcrossed. Here is one of the new songs. Funny. Mitchell Timpenny released his new EP called Midtown Diaries. Here's one of the new songs, I Can't Love You Anymore. Cole Swindell released a new song, Here Is Some Habits. It's good bourbon, it's hard to put down that high. It's hard to stay on that good book. It's hard to pick up that old me. It's hard to turn on. And Hardy, Matt Stell, and Dirk Bentley released a collaboration. It's called Hometown Boys. Still wild as a risky shot. Straight out the bottle in the park 
I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this couple in Texas, Mitch and Betsy, they are celebrating being empty nesters. So they decided to do a super cute photo shoot for it. Kind of like you would do if you're expecting a child. But for their, you know, what they're expecting, they put expecting zero kids, due date, August 2021. So uh, the, the mom is like 50. She's an insurance agent. She's got three kids, 30, 21, 18. And wow. now all the kids are out of the house. Mitch, he's 59 and posed with his wife and they had like a big old balloon like that said zero to commemorate <laughs> that they had like zero kids in the house and I don't know I just thought it was a really cute fun thing to do and something sweet to see especially when we're seeing lots of heavy stuff lately I would lol <laughs> yeah for sure no I would uh ha ha not lol not lol but I would ha that's next level no that's low, lower level right lol's next level man yeah, I yeah. heard someone at the grocery store on the uh, she was texting out loud you know like the way you do it when you talk to your phone she was like lol um, I really think that's so funny. And she didn't laugh once. I'm like, that's oh, a fraud. A fr- that's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> that person only knew. I think about empty nesters in their 50s sometimes because that won't happen for me. And I think about my mom. She, you know, she got pregnant when she was 15 years old. So, so on that end of it, if I were my mom, you know, I'd have a full-grown adult you, kid you at this start point. Your yeah, life. for sure. You know, you might have a grandbaby. Yeah. Whoa. I could. For that's sure. Crazy. But on the other end of it, I waited a long time. Um, to get married, you know, to eventually have kids. I'm going to be like 70 and be on like first day of kindergarten with my walker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. There's different paths we take, right? Uh, Amy, good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. The Friday Morning Conversation with Daryl Worley. Daryl, how are you? Doing good. How are you? Yeah, really glad that you came in. You well, know, man, thanks for having me. It's. I want to play a few of, of Daryl's number ones real quick. This is from 2002, <laughs> I Miss My Friend. I miss my friend. The one my heart. From 2003, here is Have You Forgotten. Have you forgotten how it felt that day? And 2004, here is Awful Beautiful Life. That's a jam. I haven't heard that one in a while, man. I, I missed that one. Well, it, gets, it gets, still gets a lot of airplay. It's a cool song. I, yeah, it, it's been. A, I think the last time I heard that was in like a like a Kroger or something, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, because sometimes you hear songs. Because for me, two thousand four, I was in college. Sometimes you hear songs that remind you of like a certain sure. time, Absolutely. and that that one for sure does. Awesome. Um, you're actually here because tomorrow is the twentieth anniversary of nine eleven. And when I think about, and I just did a big special with uh, Circle Network and the Opry on the music of 9-11, which is going to air on Circle Network tomorrow for, it's, it's a big two-hour special. I'm We're, on that too. Yeah, no, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's part of the reason that we wanted to get you in here. Oh, but, cool. Because we were talking about a lot of the songs and, you know, how it affected us in many different ways. And, you know, whenever you put out a song about 9-11... You know, it's really one of those songs that really reminds me of that time. Like, I can remember vividly whenever it happened. You know, I went to college in Arkansas at a really small school <laughs> called Henderson State University. And we all went to the student union, and it started like two people looking up at a, stri- a screen in the corner. Then it was four. And then before, you know, the next 20 or 30 minutes went by, it was 40 rows deep of people going, what in the world is happening? We had yeah. no idea what was happening. Sure. And kind of as the events played out, it took music 
to kind of get us back to a somewhat normal place again. Right. Because for a long time, we didn't know if we could sing. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know if we could laugh. Right. You know, we didn't know a lot of stuff. But when we were talking about songs to, to talk about in this, you know, obviously you came up and, you know, Have You Forgotten, you know, was one of those songs for us. So talk about this. You go into a writing room. And did you have in mind to write a song about 9-11 specifically or did it just kind of come up in conversation? No, I had just returned from my first journey uh, to Afghanistan to entertain our troops. And uh, I told my, t- uh, my manager on the way home that I was going to, that I just felt very compelled to do something to honor, uh, you know, people uh, like our first responders. We lost a lot of guys uh, that, that day that were trying to save other people's lives. Obviously, we lost a lot of uh, citizens. And then we lost a, lot, a ton of, of our good military men and women in the war zone, uh, you know, putting the heat on the, on, the, on the terrorist. And so I just wanted to write a song that would, would um, honor all those people and their families and, and you know, for the loss. And so, yeah, we sat down with intentions of writing the song, but we we didn't have intentions of, of you know, trying to get it on the radio or anything like that. I thought, I told Wynn, my co-writer, I said, this is something that we could definitely use to, you know, on my return journeys to the war zone, I can play it. Uh, you know, I can play it for, for uh, when I do special things with uh, police departments or fire departments, and, and it'll be a, a well-received thing. But, I, but I had a single on the radio that was doing very well, and I had a brand-new album out, and so we weren't looking to disrupt all that. It was, just a, it was just a song we wanted to write. You know, the wild part about it is that it takes sometimes 20, 30, 40 weeks for a song to get to the top of the charts. <laughs> but this song impacted so fast— First of all, it was number one for seven weeks, but it only took five weeks to get there. Right. Like people, it just shook people yep. because of the message and, and how you sing it. And so we wanted to bring you in today with tomorrow being that anniversary of 9-11 and just ask if you'd mind playing Have You Forgotten for us. Not at all. You play, you still play this one a lot? Oh, yeah. 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 We, we're, uh, this year's been unusual because uh, coming out of COVID, you know, we didn't expect things to just uh, explode, but it's almost like we have re-released the song. And because of the 20th anniversary, it's just been wide open. So I'm not complaining in any way. (laughs) Here is Daryl Worley with Have You Forgotten. hear people say we don't need this war I say there's some things we're fighting for what about our freedom this piece of ground we didn't get to keep by backing down and they say we don't realize the mess we're getting in before you start your preaching, let me ask you this, my friend. Have you forgotten how it felt that day to see your homeland under fire and her people blown away? Have you forgotten when those towers fell? We had neighbors still inside. 
going through a living hell And you say we shouldn't worry about Ben Laden Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten? Daryl Worley, great job. Thank you. Your latest album, too, I want to talk about this because, you know, uh, you're about making a difference. And so 22, will you talk about the the importance of that record? Well, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, Bobby. Um, it, it, it blows my mind every day I talk to someone because we're kind of in that mindset right now that doesn't know that we have 22 service members, men or women, uh, taking their own life every day in this nation. And, uh, you know, uh, because of what they've been through, because of their PTSD, because of whatever situation it is, um, that to me doesn't matter. We, we as a nation should be taking care of those people. And so, um, our government doesn't seem to be really, really active in that. So uh, Charlie Daniels pulled me aside about a month or two before he passed away, and he said, son, this this stuff's going to be up to us. It's going to have to come from, uh, you know, a different place, maybe the private sector or whatever. But but we need to get busy at this work because these people are suffering, and, and they've given more to this nation and more to its people than anybody that, that I can think of. So, you know, what do we owe them? Well, we owe them whatever we can do to help them. And, and so 22 is that. Uh, 22 is the title cut. Uh, we have a song out off of that right now called Send Me. And our plan is to kind of release everything from the project between now and Veterans Day. And uh, just, just to make people aware of it. And hopefully we can, uh, you know, get some uh, streams and downloads and, and sell some of that product. And we're going to give proceeds to, uh, to some different charitable organizations that will make a difference in that area. You can also order some of uh, Daryl's 911. Have you forgotten Leatherwood whiskey coming out? That's raising money for military charities. Um, DarylWorley.com. I've never had a drink of alcohol. What's the difference between bourbon and whiskey in taste? Well, uh, bourbon is a whiskey, or yeah. some people would say that's not true. But but it, uh, th- so let's talk about the difference between bourbon and 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 rye. They're made made from different things, but um, and the bourbon is a little more. It's just a little smoother. Rye whiskey has a little bit more of an edge to so it. So if I were going to have a first drink, I'd probably go bourbon before whiskey because it's smoother. <laughs> Some people would say you probably ought to get you a, you know, a, a slow gin fizz or a, or a vodka drink first. But, but, uh, but yeah, I would say drink the bourbon first. I'd probably go pina colada. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a great idea. <laughs> well, you guys, uh, you know, check out 22. Uh, follow Daryl at Daryl Worley on Instagram, and we just appreciate you coming in. Man, can I say this before you can say I whatever go? You want. I feel like I'm on. I feel like I'm on American Idol, and I'm too old. There's no way. <laughs> Why do you feel like you're on American <laughs> Idol? You're, you're killing it right <laughs> I'm now. Just killing. I'm kidding. Well, you know what? You, kidding with you, you man. Win. He's our next American yeah! Idol. You just won American Idol. <laughs> I told him. I said I've been watching him on the show so much, and my wife's like. You're not going in to sit down with him. I said, well, yes, I am. Well, listen, we felt the same way about you. We're like, oh, he's, he's coming in? We're like, yeah. So, it's great seeing you. Well, listen, Thank you. been a big fan for a long time. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. We know today is, uh, tomorrow is the tomorrow, anniversary, yeah. but we're not on the air tomorrow. Right. So we definitely wanted to treat today as much as we could like that. So thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. Thank you for writing that song and for all that you yes, do. Yes, sir. There he is. Daryl Worley, everybody. Woo-hoo! Here is Elena near Winnipeg in Canada. Hi. 
I uh, was so excited to hear Aaron Goodwin's song on the podcast when I was listening to it. got to see him in concert a couple years ago before the pandemic, and uh, he played Lonely Drum, and the place was uh, going crazy. So can't wait to hear it on the dance party. So we'll do that again later if you missed it the first time. And it's confirmed he will be coming in next week. Oh, wow. wow. In the studio. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Been on my lonely <laughs> drum. <laughs> I mean, it's just fun how it unfolds sometimes. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I feel bad for this guy and girl that just got engaged. And the girl is so excited to post, I'm getting married. And then the internet is slamming for the way that her boyfriend proposed. He wrote her a little note. He wasn't even there. It was something that she got when she woke up. And then after he was like, thank you for being awesome. He said, P.S. Want to get married? (laughs) Mm. In the note. (laughs) I mean, and she was excited. And then when she posted it, uh, just everyone went after him for it, like not being romantic at all. Here's the thing. We shouldn't judge each other on how we parent our kids. Nice. Or how we propose or love each other. Because it's all different. It is. is. We receive it different. We get it different. Things are special to us. Who knows? She could have a note fetish. I don't know. (laughs) But I'm saying we don't understand. I wouldn't slam her. I would go, well, that's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But I definitely wouldn't slam her. This reminds me of something else that I saw. Like a headline was uh, that a groom's mom tried to poison the bride. (laughs) He knew, she, the mom knew that she was uh, highly allergic to coconut, and so she ordered a cake that actually had that mixed in and had it delivered, and was trying to get the bride to eat it, Dang. so that wow. she would like go into shock <laughs> and like have something happen, and then she wouldn't marry her son. What? what the? Okay. <laughs> and then also related to weddings, uh, this weekend is going to be a popular wedding day, but it also happens to be nine eleven, which has got to be so hard to like choose that as your anniversary because obviously you know it's a heavy heavy day but with all the covid weddings that got canceled there's only so many saturdays available right now to get married so happens to be on a saturday this year so it's 9 11 so if you happen to be doing that there is space for joy alongside the sorrow so don't feel bad about it also too if you have a birthday on 9 11 we feel you with that too and then um, some country artists were talking about where they were on September 11, 2001. Here's a clip of Lauren Elena. She was just a little girl. I was in first grade when 9-11 happened. I don't have a ton of memories from that time period, but I do specifically remember 9-11 because my father came and picked me up from school, which never ever happened like I didn't miss school but and I just remember as a little girl knowing how serious it was I didn't know what was going on but I remember my dad cried and it really it really affected my dad and little girls don't see their dads cry very often so if you are a parent maybe you want your kids to know more you're an adult and you were a kid at the time there's so many amazing documentaries online you can check out and then lastly I've got Eric Church talking about where he was I was driving into work, the Shop at Home Network. Uh, I was listening to Jerry House. I remember that, and the news broke. Really couldn't grasp what had happened until I got to work and saw it for myself on television. Um, I remember I watched the second plane hit the tower in real time. And uh, I had just moved to Nashville earlier that year, and all I remember is just wanting to go home and be with those I love. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget that feeling. Mm, heavy stuff. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 
Last year, the story of two-year-old Benjamin Olsen and his 99-year-old neighbor, Mary O'Neill, went viral, warmed hearts across America. They became best friends during the pandemic because they couldn't interact with anybody else. He couldn't play with other kids, so he hung out with the old lady in the front yard, and they became best friends. Well, he wanted to do something special because it was her 100th birthday, so they had a big gathering. And he was like, maybe we can get her 100 birthday cards. They went on the news, and she got 300 birthday cards and even got one from Germany. Oh, cool. He got on the news, Lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. Look, oh, that's, that's what I hear. Is the kid got Uh-oh. on the news? Oh, yeah. How I was does that make to, you feel? I, I was hoping you wouldn't realize that. Yeah. But yeah, I know he got on the news for saying hi to an old lady next door. I but mean, it's weird that you want to be on the. Can I just let me just say something? What I know that you have this insatiable need to be on the news where they're doing a story about you. Yes. The local news. Yeah. <laughs> or the national news. I get it. Well, that's he'd be happy with, either way. But you come on this show and talk to millions of people every single day. Yeah, but they can't see me. They can because right now on Facebook, we have thousands of people watching you at this second. Because yeah. our whole show is up on Facebook. Okay, thousands. That's they're, not- they're, they're watching on Instagram the clips that we put up. That's not millions. But you have mil- Okay. So I why just- is it so important they see your face? Man, just look at it, Amy. Listen, but even the local news, he's tried to call the local news to tip off a story so many times. (laughs) Yeah, and they don't ever. Who's going to see that? 100 people? What? Are you kidding me? You think only 100 people watch the local news? That's millions of people. The local news? The local news? Yeah, that's why they put it on at 5 and 6 and 10. They put it on so much. Hold on, let me look at my phone. Is it 1987? No, it's not. (laughs) It's 20 to 21. Okay, just making sure. So many people watch it. That's why they have it on so many times. And I follow some of the local news stations here, but I follow and I watch their videos they post like real time on Twitter. That's how I can consume my news. Yeah, I can't tell you the last time I've watched the news. Like the weather, and we have great meteorologists locally, but I follow and just go, let me check their page real quick and see what they're saying. And they put up little videos, and that's how I watch the weather. Do you just want a video up on a Twitter page? We could probably handle that. No, I like, want to be, like, interviewed on the news. Like, be interviewed on I the want news. to do a story, like, where they go, and then, psh, and they cut to this piece, and then, psh, they come back to me, and then, psh, to the other piece. Kind of like a documentary. So now you want a documentary. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's a great story by itself. I, I like that. That's called Tell Me Something Good. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. <laughs> The Morning Corny. How do trees access the internet? How do trees access the internet? They log in. (laughs) (laughs) That was the Morning Corny. You guys want to do pick a bit? Yes. We have two bits up for grabs. Think about it for a second. Amy wants to share a real low moment. Mm. Okay. And Lunchbox wants advice about his cousin on Facebook. Oh, boy. Oh, about yeah. our relationship. We're back about yeah. She asked but These me- are the two. One always lives on. So it's Lunchbox's cousin relationship or Amy's low moment that she wants to share with everybody that's pretty right. funny. Well, Amy's had a lot of low moments, and this bit's Lunchbox cousin been around for a while. Think about it. <laughs> I'm going to play this song. I'll get your answers next, okay? It's time for a pick a bit. You have two choices. Amy says she wants to share a low moment, something she's embarrassed of doing, but that she thinks that we'll think is funny. Lunchbox says, can you help me with my relationship with my cousin? Basically. Yeah, basically. I have a huge dilemma, and I don't know what to do. Don't sell it. Amy didn't oh. sell Do you want to sell yours? 
No. Okay. I don't know. Would I'm you just like to hear Amy's like, low moment or Lunchbox's relationship with his cousin? Like, cousin? cousin? Eddie. I mean, the relationship with the cousin thing, so I'm pretty curious about that because yeah. we've been talking about it for so long, but I do want to hear Amy's low moment. Oh, okay. Morgan? <sighs> I mean, Amy's low moments are always either super relatable or we get a good laugh out of it, so I want Amy's low moment. Wow. Ray, what would you have picked? I was also going to do Amy's low moment <laughs> just because the cousin internal affairs, I don't get how that's interesting. Right? I because if talk- you don't hear the story, you don't know how it's interesting and it's relatable to everybody, but whatever. Well, I was going to pick you. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. Okay, Amy. Stop. And now the pick a bit winner <laughs> is Amy. Amy, share share to us what, what happened with your low moment. Okay, well, I was on Cameo because I want to buy my sister a video from your boy Josh55. I don't know who that is. What? Okay. He's like this child who is on there, and he he's on Instagram is how I found him through Heather McMahon. Anyway, funny kid. I want to get my sister a cameo. Well, he's currently not available, so then I started looking at other people that are making videos right now, and then I ended up on this rabbit hole, and I'm on a Bachelor page where you can get all the different Bachelors who make videos for like $25, but then... You click on their pages and they have sample videos, like real ones they've done, but they put them up as promo. So you can watch videos they've actually made. People I don't know, like David and Lisa and Cindy. Hey, Cindy, it's da-da-da from Bachelor Season 2. I I went so far back and was watching these Bachelors. I have no idea who they even are. And I'm watching their promo videos in their cameo page. And I was like, this has to be a new life low. Like, this is a low moment where I am so deep into this uh-huh. cameo bachelor page that I just felt really lame with myself. Why are you upset, Lunchbox? That was what you guys voted for? <laughs> I'd like to change my vote, that, is, that oh, was what I you voted my for? Vote? Hey, it's pick a bit. <laughs> oh. You guys picked a bit, you got and you got know, it. Once I said it out loud, I'm like, oh gosh, Sometimes they're going to hate this. you just never know what's behind the door, huh? But I mean, what's... You open, car, you open door number three and it's a jalopy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I personally just felt like it was definitely a low moment. Like, what am I doing with my life right now? Why am I watching this? Well, there you have it, guys. All right. Amy's pick of it. There it is. Rude! Well, as she was telling it, Lunchbox was throwing his hands in the air. He's like, this is the dumbest bit I've ever heard. Well, then why don't we just do like, Lunchboxes like, 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 right now, two, too? And Ray, were they satisfied? You want to do Lunchbox? Okay. No, no, Let's I don't. Do I, it. No, no, no. Uh, Lunchbox, pity I'm bit. not even satisfied oh, with Lunchbox it. No, we're not doing late. Pity Bit. Pity Bit. Next bit. We did Pick a Bit. <laughs> no, 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 Next bit. bit. Let's do Pity Bit. Okay, but it's not bad. I mean, I actually put it up here because I thought it was interesting. But... <laughs> the next bit will be pity bit, okay? Deal. Amy, you won pick a bit. Lunchbox, you win pity bit. Were you even disappointed by my story? Yes, yeah, terrible. <laughs> pity bit. <laughs> I mean, ugh. Okay. If anybody knows your boy, Josh55, hit me up. No one. We've been playing this game called pick a bit for weeks, and the one bit that has never won is Lunchbox's bit about him and his cousin. And so today... <laughs> We're just going to call it Pity Bit mm-hmm. and do it. I actually think it's a pretty good bit. I've never voted, for the record. I know, you've never voted, and that's why I'm saying these people are just picking the worst. I mean, some of them have been good bits, but some of them have been bad. One has been bad. And I just think this bit is very okay. relatable, and I really don't know what to do. Well, I Here can't we go. wait to hear it. This is what Lunchbox sent me. He says, your advice, please. And then he asks, does he have to unfriend... Your cousin's ex-husband? Yes. So they got divorced in June. It was finalized in June, and me and her are the same age. Not that close growing up, whatever. And her husband, cool dude, played golf a couple times, happy hours, whatever. And she sends me a message on Facebook. Hey, just checking in to let you know that Pedro and I had our divorce finalized in June. I see you're still friends with him on Facebook, 
So if you don't mind, could you just unfriend him, please? Hope to see you and the kids soon. Nicole. And I'm like, awkward. Like, what in the world? Well, like, and you I, just said their names. <laughs> yeah, who cares, Those right? Those their real names. Oh, it's no, not Pedro with a real... <laughs> you guys said I did. I thought, oh, Pedro and Nicole. They no, just made you. So the generic it, name it, you picked was Pedro? Well, his name starts with a P, and the first name that popped in my head was Pedro. Okay. So I couldn't... So yes, so she sends me that message on Facebook, like, she's monitoring who's still friends with him. Yeah. Weird, and, weird. And I'm like, that's awkward. She's put, do I have to just kick him out of my like life because he's not part of the family? How was their breakout? Uh, not Must good. not have been good. <laughs> was, it, was it Pedro's fault? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say Pedro did some things. <laughs> did he? Oh. What did Pedro do? No, okay, okay, okay. We, we don't want to say what Pedro right, did. Right, right. So, here we are. Does Lunchbox have to unfriend Pedro because his cousin asked? Amy. What is it? Blood, blood before... No, there's no rhyme there's on no. that one. There's nothing there. Blood before mud? I don't know what you're... Blood is yeah. thicker than water. You're thinking water. of rose before, yeah. Okay. Oh. I mean, I would say if it wasn't, a, a, yeah, a very amicable type thing that you just help your cousin out. Do you still like him. Pedro? Yeah. yeah, nice dude. Like, I mean, I, he you didn't... You saw do- him and he said, hey, man, I'm going to... You want to go get some lunch sometime? Great. Like, he didn't do anything to me, and I, like I said, my cousin and I, we weren't that close. I mean, we're the same age, but we weren't close growing up. Should he unfriend Pedro? Yes. No, oh, man, bros before, like Amy said, yes, Pedro's cool. He didn't do anything in the lunchbox. Why not? Keep him. No, he, he needs to unfriend him. <laughs> you, okay, we're getting, so Amy says unfriend, Morgan says unfriend. Yes. Why? Because it's just like if somebody in your family asks for your support, that's your way of digitally supporting them. They're so you're not just close, like, though. Yeah. But close yeah, but enough to where Lunchbox, they, if they're not close, then Lunchbox definitely isn't close to Pedro. So just unfriend him. Are you closer to Pedro or your cousin? Oh. Uh, probably Pedro. Hey, there you go. Why? There you go. Why? Like, I vote justice pa- for Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> like Pedro texts me during a sporting event, you know what I mean? Like Super Bowl. Hey, man. It, I don't ever text my cousin about that stuff. Yeah. Bobby, justice for Pedro. What? Y- you would. I don't you, know what Pedro did, and I'm not close to that, if I'm not close to that cousin. Exactly. It's, it just depends how close you are to the cousin. Okay. Raymundo, you get to make the final decision. Unfriend Pedro, oh. but also since your friends text Pedro and just say, hey, dude, it's politics, family stuff, you know, <laughs> I had to do it. Oh, Pedro probably about, won't, yeah, Pedro even won't even notice. notice. <laughs> nah, exactly. He won't. he won't even notice. Okay, you've heard that, you know, my weight is no more than theirs. This is a democracy. Unfriend Pedro. Uh, yeah, no bye-bye, boy. Pedro. And that is pity bit. That is pity. <laughs> That's good. That was pity. That's a good pity bit, though, right? It was bad. <laughs> I was reading the story in a radio newsletter. These are songs that are considered to be classics and now can be played on classic rock radio or classic country radio. Oh, great. Because they're 25 years old. It's going to make us feel this sad. Is old alert. <laughs> yeah. Old alert. Old alert. So now here are your top five songs that are country classics, which stinks to hear they're classics. And number five, Ricochet, Daddy's Money. She's got it. Daddy's money. At number four, Shania Twain, You Win My Love. You win my love. You win my soul. At number three, Tracy Lawrence, uh, fitting song, Time Marches oh. On. There you go. 
classic. Be on oldies country now. Man. At number two, George Strait, Blue Clear Sky. And, oh. the blue clear sky. and number one, considered classic country, Brooks and Dunn, My Maria. The alternative songs may get you, though, a little bit more. This is the ones that really going to make us sad? Champagne Supernova from Oasis. No, it's not classic. Mm, Come on. Classic. Number four, Everclear, Santa Monica. No way. At number three, <laughs> The Smashing Pumpkins, 1979. Oh, At number two, No Doubt, Just a Girl. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. And number one, Sublime, What I Got. I mean, these are the songs that, yes, like I would be playing for my kids and they would tell me how old they sound. I mean, it's driving in the car and this comes (laughs) on. It feels young to you, but it feels old to them. Uh, Summer's coming to an end. And we'd like to fund your final summer road trip where you can listen to all these songs and feel young again. (laughs) That's right. You can win $2,500 cash thanks to our friend at Hyundai and their perfect road trip vehicle, the new Hyundai Tucson, which I'm driving right now. It's fantastic. But you got to hurry. Sunday's the last day to sign up. Info and rules and a chance at $2,500 for your last journey of summer. Just go to bobbybones.com. And for all the rules, go to bobbybones.com. Keyword rules. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. What started out as a friendly wager between two businesses in Missouri snowballed into a fundraiser for a good cause. Reggie Abachin, owner of Bryant Restoration, reached out to his biggest rival in the business, Serve Pro of Farmington, and said, let's bet 500 bucks on local rival football teams playing the game. Season opener. So Serve Pro took the bet, and they said, you know what, let's, not do, let's, let's do 5,000. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I like this. And the winner donated the money to charity. Oh. So then, instead of making it a competition, the company decided to work together to use this as an opportunity to raise money for St. Francis County Shop with the COP program, which kids from low-income families get a shopping spree at Walmart during the holidays. And in the end, they raised $40,000. Oh, my goodness. What turned into a $500 bet, then a $5,000 bet turned into $40,000 to help kids get presents, you know, coming up with Christmas. No, that's really cool. Why are you so disappointed? (laughs) It's cool. I mean, come on. But at least you maintain your bet. Like, if you're going to bet, bet. Like, And maybe they did. Maybe they were like, hey, we raised a bunch of money, but still, 500 bucks. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's kind of lame if you're not You know, DraftKings, promo code Bones. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do that. Uh, that's a great story. Shout out to those guys. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This seems like the type of story that will drive Lunchbox insane. A plumber landed a record deal after a music mogul, Paul Connolly, heard him singing while he was... Plumbing his bathroom. Yes. Amazing. Here is the plumber, Kev Crane, singing while working. I'm walking down the street, and I'm gazing at my feet, and it's raining harder. It's raining harder. I'm holding back the shame. Everybody thinks you're to blame, and life gets harder. I mean, he sounds pretty Wait. good. <laughs> I mean, that's a record deal. Does he own like a lounge at the Holiday Inn? I mean, come no. on. 
Did he know that he was at a record? Absolutely, he did. <laughs> There's probably records is, all over the wall. Is that how he sings when he's plumbing? <laughs> the 49-year-old spent six weeks installing a new suite at the home of Paul Connolly, completely unaware he was the owner of a record label, he says. Okay. Six weeks, so that's a long time not to that's know. A, it's a long time. I mean, every record person surely has one of those rooms with all the records. He just released his new album, Why Can't I Be You? Here's a clip of his single, Your Eyes of Pain. I mean, both. <laughs> and, and that was his last album. No, that's really cool for him. Sounds like an 80s deal, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like I just was in a time machine. Can't you just make up a story like this? Yeah. If you're the label guy, like, yeah. can you just make up a story like this? Yeah, and then, Okay. Oh, so he's not even really I, a plumber? I don't know. I mean, he's not even that I good. I think if he wasn't a real plumber, people would be out screaming he's not a real plumber. That, uh, that like somebody? Okay. Yes, they kind of know him. Anyway, it's a good story. Let it be. That's <laughs> okay. what I say. It's time to play some easy trivia. You don't want to miss the question, because if you missed it, you get boned and you hear this sound. You've been boned. Eddie has the tiara since he was last season's winner. He's also the only one with a win this season so far. Mm-hmm. Can he defend his tiara? That's what everybody's talking about on the message oh boards. Oh my gosh, nonstop. Everywhere I go, it's like, can Eddie defend his tiara? <laughs> All right, let's play easy trivia. Amy, you're up first. How many stooges were there in the famous comedy team? Three. Three, that is correct. Amy, welcome to the show this week. Please tell us your favorite cereal. Oh, my favorite cereal is Lucky Charms, and I like to eat the marshmallows and the whole grain things together. I uh, like a good combo in one bite. What a weirdo. There she is, Amy. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Lunchbox, you're up next. Baby One More Time is a song by what pop artist? Hit me, baby. Britney Spears. That is correct. Welcome, Lunchbox, to the show this week. Lunchbox, what's your favorite meat? Uh, my favorite meat? Oh, gosh. I mean, I like a good piece of meat, you know, but I would say a piece of chicken. You consider that meat? A piece of chicken. That's meat. That's meat. Good, good. Chicken. Is that meat? Eddie, the first round's always easy. Come on. What streaming service is Tiger King on? Ooh, that would be Netflix. That's correct. Welcome Eddie to the show. Eddie, if you got to go to any fast food place, which one would you pick? Whataburger. Wow, over Pizza Hut. Over Pizza Hut. Whataburger, my favorite. Welcome, producer Eddie, to the show, everybody. There he is. And finally, Morgan number two. Toto is the name of the dog in what famous movie from 1939? Well, it happened in Kansas, so Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz is correct. There she is. Morgan, who is your favorite of all the Avengers? Oh, hard, but Captain America. Captain America, there she is. We We know something about you guys we didn't know before the show started. Now, if you miss it, you get boned. Ready. Amy, in the poem Humpty Dumpty, where was Humpty when he fell? Oh, on a wall. Correct. Nice. Lunchbox. What were Jack and Jill going up the hill to fetch? A pail of water. Correct. In the nursery rhyme, Eddie, Little Miss Muffet, she sat on her what? Tuffet. Correct. Hey, Morgan number two. In the Little Red Riding Hood, who does the wolf dress up as? The grandma. That is correct. You're all on to the next round. Good job, everyone. Great job, team. They get a little harder this round. Up first, Amy. What geometric shape is generally used for stop signs? Mm. Pen. One. <laughs> Are you serious? It's 
hard. Yes, it's I'm hard. serious. It is. I, was, I don't know if you're serious or not. That was a real question. And I'm dead serious. Okay. Are you counting the sides right now? I'm trying to get like the top two, three. Is it six? If it, one up top, two, and then does it go down again? Three, and then under? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is there a clock bump? Why is this my question? Five seconds. Five seconds. Five. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Answer well, now. Um, eight. Octagon. Correct. Unbelievable. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> Can't believe you got there. I don't know. Mike, I need a clock. Because <laughs> I just start watching her yes. do some beautiful mind stuff on a board. It that is makes no sense. I mean, I they get 20 seconds, okay? I mean, <laughs> woo! Octagon. Okay. It's eight. Over to Lunchbox. <laughs> How many colors are there in a rainbow? Good grief. <laughs> it's a good grief. <laughs> oh, man. I'll just, Roy G. I, I'll go with seven. I have no idea. Correct. Woo! Oh, wow. You got it. That's right, yeah. Uh, Eddie, what country do the cities Perth, Adelaide, and Brisbane belong to? Those cities are in the country of Australia. That is correct. Morgan, what's the common name for dried plums? Dried plums. Well, I think that's raisins. No. Plums are bigger. Mm, Those are grapes. Mm. You have 10 seconds. Raisins. Incorrect. <laughs> what are those things called? It's a prune, it's right? A prune. Oh. It's a uh, prune. Uh, yeah, prune. plum prune. is called a prune. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yes. Well, well, here's the noise you don't want to hear. You've been boned. Wow. An effort. <laughs> I mean, it was close. Morgan's out. <laughs> Amy, easy trivia. What famous U.S. festival hosted over 350,000 fans in 1969? Woodstock, baby. Correct. <laughs> I don't know if anyone ever said it like that. <laughs> no. But- <laughs> Lunchbox. <laughs> Stephanie Mayer wrote what popular book series? Woo! Oh, wow. Uh, thank you, Amy. The Hunger Games. Oh, are you laughing? Is that right? I have no idea if that's right. It's incorrect. I, did, she, did she write Fifty Shades of Grey? She wrote Twilight. Oh. Wow. I didn't read that. Uh, Lunchbox, time for your noise. <laughs> You've been boned. Eddie, if you missed this, Amy wins. Okay. What day on the calendar is Star Wars Day? What? Oh. He's a huge Star Wars fan. Yes, and that's why I know the answer. Do you know mm-hmm. the answer? I, well, yeah, because... Is you do? It, well, yeah. If you know it, we might as well have some fun with it. I know is it, it. Is it because they go, may the fourth be with you? Is that what you had to say? Well, I didn't know it. Now I do. May 4th. <laughs> Did you not know it? I knew it. Oh, I knew okay. it. That is correct. That is correct. I mean, talk about a softball. No. You do, oh, biggest Star Wars fan in the room. I don't. When someone's eliminated, the question then bumps up to the next person. It wouldn't have been his question had Morgan and Lunchbox not. Well, Lunchbox would have got it, though. Okay. I think so. All right, ready? Here we go. Next question. What's the largest muscle in the body, Amy? I know the biggest bone, it's like the femur. You have 10 seconds. It's probably around that area, so then I'm thinking, is it the hamstring, or is it something like the brain? <laughs> largest muscle? The largest Need muscle. an answer now. Three. <laughs> hamstring. Two. Incorrect. I don't know. 
What is what it? Is it's it? the gluteus maximus, a.k.a. the butt. The butt. Yeah. Eddie, for ah, the win. Come on. This is... What's the largest country by landmass? Oh, you, you throw your hands up. Does that mean you know it, Amy? You know it? <laughs> she likes to act like somebody no. got an easier question, yeah. even though she has no idea. This is tough. <laughs> Did you know the body part one? No. Yeah, Definitely didn't know the butt one. Yeah. But do you know the largest country by landmass? I'm sure on each body it could be debatable what's the bigger okay, not. Do you know the largest country by landmass, Amy? Because you threw your hands up like it was an easy question to ask. Because I, I, mean, I don't need to know it right now. I, know you... I think I know. <laughs> yes, actually, I do okay. think that I know. You do? The la- it's the largest country, right? By landmass. Yes. Eddie, what's the answer for the win? I'm, di- I'm going between two, Russia and China. Do those- you think it's one of those two, Amy? I am not saying. Okay. Because, because right, it your could answer, be man. or it could be something totally. I'm tired of you guys when someone gets a question throwing your hands up like they got the easiest question when you don't know it either. <laughs> How big is Russia? USSR. Is that Russia? Five seconds. I feel Five. like that covers all of Four. Asia. Russia is huge. Answer. Russia. Amy, what'd you write down? I put down China. Well, the answer is not China. Is it Russia? It's Russia. Yes! And it's correct. Wow. But you didn't know it, Amy. I'm so sick of this game. <laughs> and it wasn't easy, Amy. It was. You didn't know it, though. That's I know our it point. Now. Yeah. Now, oh, man. now I know the butt muscle is the biggest muscle, and Russia's the biggest landmass country. Remember that for next Eddie, time. Eddie, you now have two wins. Congratulations, oh, buddy. Oh, there he is. Go. All right, that's easy trivia. We'll see you next Friday. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Hawaii. A woman from Chicago wanted to take a vacation, but you have to be vaccinated to go to Hawaii. So she went online, bought a vaccination card, went to Hawaii's out and about. Only problem is she said she got the Moderna shot on her vaccination card. It was spelled <laughs> M-A-D-E-R-N-A twice. So it was misprinted twice, and she didn't check the spelling. Well... I wouldn't know the difference in the spelling. When you spelled it, I was like, what's wrong with that? Oh. It's supposed to be M-O-D. Okay, so it's Moderna. Moderna. Yeah, and she had Maderna. Oh, man. Maybe that's the generic version, because when I go to the doctor, <laughs> they say, would you like generic if that's available? I go, yes, I do. Maybe. Okay. She's facing a $5,000 fine. I bet they make her pay the whole thing, too. Have to. At this point, you got to crack down on this stuff. I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. That's it for today. I will be off to Fayetteville tomorrow to go watch Arkansas and Texas play. Awesome. We are not the favorite, but if we win, I'm probably running butt naked down the street. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Is that legal? With just a hog no, hat on. I won't though. be fully butt. I have one of those old school hog hats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so your head will be We're covered. We're going streaking! So if I get arrested in Fayetteville, Arkansas, that's probably what Woo-hoo! it was. So I will be there tomorrow. I'm, I'm extremely excited about going back for that game. So that's me. What's happening with you? My sister is going to be in town tonight. She's just here for like one day, her and her husband and my niece. So I'm excited to just, I don't know, do dinner with them at least tonight and hang a little bit tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. The Bobby Bone Show.